Hey everybody, happy Sunday and good evening on this kind of cooler than expected windy May 22nd here in Oklahoma. I am uh, sitting on uh, the shoreline of Hefner Lake, taking a quick break for a few minutes and get back at it. Thought I'd hop on here and just kind of do a quick talk for a few minutes. So, thanks for joining me. I'm Alan, this is Central Oklahoma Fishing Podcast, and guess i'll just jump right on it why not so just a few things to talk about a little bit about baits a little bit of uh a little talk on etiquette and stuff like that i guess just stuff that i've thought about over the last couple of weeks that i've been out fishing been out a whole lot more here lately than i've you know been able to the last few months the last couple of weeks have been out a whole lot pretty much i'd say close to every day uh, weather permitting so yeah you know I don't have a whole lot of stories yet to tell because it's, you know, still pretty, you know, the summer's young, but it's, it's kicking off, I think. So last week, or last weekend was the walleye rodeo up at Canton Lake. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that. Canton Lake's northwest of uh, Oklahoma City, a little ways, uh, you know, out northwest of Watonga, I guess, if you know where that's at. Uh, anyways, they have a walleye rodeo, and this year they had a pretty good turnout, I think, uh, they gave away quite a few uh, lifetime licenses, which is pretty neat. I didn't know they did that. I've, I've never got to participate in it. I've, I wanted to this year, but just timing and boat and everything else, it just it didn't work out this year. But, you know, maybe next year, give me a chance to get out there. Uh, they gave away quite a few, uh, like I said, lifetime fishing. They had some pretty good turnouts, I think. I've got them all right here. I'll just go go down the list real quick and make it quick. So first place was a walleye, or obviously walleye. First place, guy out of Wacomas won it. It was a first place prize. It was a come in at 6.58 pounds. Second place, walleye, 5.92. Third, 5.45 pounds. Fourth, 5.26. And fifth place at 4.43 pounds. That's still pretty impressive. I'm not much on walleye. I don't know much about them, uh, which I'll go into that here in a minute. Uh, striped bass came in at 6.93, hybrid 8.34 pounds, black bass 4.22 pounds, crappie 1.97, uh, channel cat came in at 25.43 pounds, white bass 1.96, flathead catfish 12.82, sunfish 1.59 pounds, uh, drum 5.10, buffalo 12.72 pounds, that's 12.72 uh, carp 36.21 pounds. So that's, that's pretty impressive. I think, I mean, I, I get, you know, maybe a lot of you don't really care about that weight. So I just thought it was kind of neat to read them and write them down. If you want to see a quick source of that on Facebook, just type in Canton Lake walleye rodeo and scroll down a little ways. You'll see that list. And that's where I got this from. So that's the source of that. Uh, so I said walleye, I don't know much about walleye. I've been trying to get into it for a couple of years now and just really never had I say I haven't had the opportunity. I haven't given myself the opportunity. But last week, the Thursday before the walleye rodeo, I was at Hefner Lake, which I, I come here quite a bit, uh, just because it's close by. And, you know, I, I like it a little bit more than, you know, let's just be honest, I like it a little bit more than overholster. Uh, but I was goofing off, uh, you know, fishing, just throwing, throwing a crankbait out. You know, really wasn't having, really wasn't having great luck, but, you know, you know, it wasn't, it was better than nothing. And I, uh, 
got to visiting with the game warden that was, you know, going around here checking people. And, you know, he said, you know, he just kind of let me in on walleye biting and, you know, kind of an idea where, you know, where to move to if I wanted to get into the, get into that. I took his, I took his advice and, uh, about an hour later went over to the other side of the lake, fished for a little while, probably, I don't know, maybe any 45 minutes to an hour, just kind of goofing off. Like I said, use a crankbait. It's caught a really good size channel cat, you know, again on a crankbait, which just my luck out here. I always catch drumming catfish on crankbaits here and, uh, Got the catfish thrown back in, was wandering around, and ended up catching uh, a walleye. Weighed him out at five, I'm sorry, not five, uh, 3.66 pounds. I uh, didn't get a, a length on him. I uh, didn't know they went off length, and I do a lot of catch and release, but uh, I did weigh it. I keep a scale with me. And like I said, got him at 3.66 pounds. So that was cool. That was a first for me. I've never got a walleye before. So that was a, that was a pretty neat first time deal. You know, I, I enjoyed it. Put up a pretty good fight, a little bit better than I expected. I, at first where I was at on the rocks and what I was throwing, I expected to be a white bass, uh, but a lot of fun. Nonetheless, uh, I, the state minimum, I guess is 18 inches, but at this lake, I didn't know this at the time was, uh, at Hefner Lake is actually 14 inches. So good to know. I don't know if that's going to be how long, you know, if that's something that it's normally like that or if it's going to change, but that was coming from the, the game warden actually, uh, came back a couple days later, Saturday, didn't really get into anything too bad. A uh, friend I was here with got into a little bit of a, you know, a little walleye, probably, I'd say 12, 13 inches, I guess. We didn't, we didn't weigh it or measure it. We do, we do a lot of catch and release on stuff like that. Uh, today, or last night, got out for a little while, caught a handful of perch and sunfish, just goofing off with the kids today. Same thing, went to, went to one of my favorite little spots here in Oklahoma City. Uh, it's a small close to home fishing uh, pond, as they call it, and... I uh, got the kids on some perch, which, you know, I get it. That's not that hard, but, you know, they were sure excited about it. I caught a pretty good-sized largemouth. I mean, it wasn't nothing, you know, nothing too crazy, but it was, you know, first cast just goofing off and ended up getting him. I must have landed it on his, you know, landed the lure on his head or something because it, he struck pretty much instantly. Uh, but got him in and got a few pictures with the kids with it and got it thrown back. And they caught probably about a dozen little panfish, you know, little sunfish perch whatever you want to call them bluegill i mean everybody's got a different name for them seems like uh and i just come back out here tonight gonna kind of goof off a little bit i've casted a little bit i had a couple small little hits on this jig that i'm using but i think i'm gonna switch back and uh switch back to my crankbait for a little bit before it's time to head home so i said i wanted to talk about catch and release and stuff like that and uh you know, I've got to really, I've got to really say everybody has their own, you know, idea or their own, you know, their own way they do things. And I've said before, and I'll say it again, and I'm not pushing it on anybody. I, you do you, but I do a lot. And I mean a lot of catch and release. That is pretty much everything I do is catch and release. I get for conservation efforts, you know, people 
keep certain sizes and you obviously throw back certain sizes. So a lot of people say, I'll oh, keep the bigger fish or keep this size. You know, that's fine. Leave it for the next person. And he knows how I am. I, you know, I'm sure that might upset a few people, but you know, it, like I said, I'm not telling you how to do it. So don't worry about how I'm doing it. But I do, like I said, unless I'm catching it and plan on eating that fish right away, you know, within that night or, you know, the next day or whatnot, it's generally catch and release for me. Uh, you know, unless I, like I said, unless we have a, you know, a little fish fry planned and then, then it's a little different, you know, obviously do things differently. But like I said, a lot of what I do is catch and release, but I've noticed here lately that it seems like a lot of the people that I've seen, because I do a lot of bank fishing. I don't really go to docks for a few reasons and I'll, I'll lead into that in a minute, but, uh, I do a lot of bank fishing and I, I people watch while I'm, you know, really while I'm fishing, I, I like to people watch, see what people are doing, see what they're catching, stuff like that. And just because they're catching fish doesn't mean I'm going to grab all my stuff and move over next to them. I think that's the most ridiculous thing ever. I mean, that fish move around, you know, and that's just all there is to it. I don't, I don't need to go get in somebody else's way that's catching fish so I can catch fish. I'll, I'll stay where I'm at or, you know, I may move around a little bit as time goes, but I'm not going to move over next to somebody because they're fishing and they caught, they're catching fish. It's just, that's just not my style. You know, if that's your style, you know, like I said earlier, you do you, but I've noticed that it seems like more and more people are, it seems like keeping every damn thing they catch. That drives me nuts because it's going to slowly ruin. I'm not sitting here trying to get on a soapbox here and you know, cry about other people and what they do. But I'm going to say, just because you can keep it doesn't mean you have to. It doesn't mean you should. But I've noticed there's people, it doesn't matter what size something is, they're keeping it. We know no matter what the regulations say. And I, I think that's just ignorant because they don't, they're not looking at the bigger picture. They're screwing that up, you know, for other people. Because if they're doing it and other people are doing it and they're out here constantly doing it, that's drawing down the population of that fish. That's drawing down, you know, lot, you know, drawing down the numbers that, you know, if it happened for a while, I mean, it, you know, it could make it harder, uh, you know, for people down the road, you know, my kids, your kids, you know, whatever, you know, grandkids, it's going to make it harder on them. You know, I know that with the whole COVID-19 crap going on a couple years ago, when people started fishing a lot more, a lot of these city lakes, I mean, they were, they were way overfished. And, you know, maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe it's just me, or maybe it really is this. Overholster, it was almost like it was elbows to elbows all the way around that lake constantly. And now, I, you know, I very rarely catch anything out there anymore, no matter how often I move or what bait I'm using. Sure, I catch panfish, but, you know, other things, maybe I'm just not good at overholster. Yeah, that could be it, because I don't really fish overholster a lot. It's not my... Uh, it's probably not in my top 50 places to go, but I know people do. I know that a guy yesterday caught a couple of really nice, I think they're striped bass or something out of there. Really good size of one. Uh, so I know there's fish in there, but I mean, it's just a lot of these city lakes are really overfished and people just seem like they keep everything. You know, you see some of these people, you know, at docks, I mean, they, they got a five gallon bucket full of any damn thing they catch. And that just, you know, that blows my mind, you know, I, for one, you get caught, you know, depending, it could be a pretty hefty fine. 
but I, you know, I'm not going to get off onto that. Like I said, everybody does their own, you know, whatever. I, I'm, I will keep fish if it's legal and if I have something planned for it, but otherwise, you know, I, I just, I let it go. I like catching early. I'm one of those guys that I just, I just soon throw it back. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I said that I try to stay away from docks and, you know, I try to stay away from people that are having luck and they're catching fish. I try to just kind of give them their own space. I don't move over next to them. That kind of brings me to this dock etiquette or what I'm going to call dock etiquette. Uh, you know, when you're out fishing on a dock, you know, I get if you have a boat, you don't have these problems. Not everybody has that luxury of having a boat or having a friend that has a boat or whatever. Maybe they just choose not to. Maybe gas prices keeping the boat in the, you know, keeping the boat next to the house or, you know, whatever. But, you know, I will say that my rule with my kids, and I'm not calling anybody out because this isn't something that just happened today. This is stuff that I've noticed over the last few years that I never really... I don't really think about it. I don't put it into words or anything like that, so I'm going to do that tonight. My rule with, with my kids is the same rules on the boat are what we follow on the dock. Don't be running and jumping around and being loud, being crazy. You know, just... I, kids will be kids, but, I'm, you know, take, take it down a notch, kind of relax. You know, you don't need to be running. You know, you don't need to be crowding people. And I say that because I fished, you know, not recently necessarily, but there's been a few times, you know, in the past year that, you know, I'll go onto a dock for a little bit and people will come out there and I don't mean kids, but I mean, even adults, they just don't have any respect or etiquette, you know, there's no etiquette or anything that, you know, I, I don't know another way to put it. So I'm just going to use that. If it's wrong, then, uh, you grammar police or word police, you can catch me later, but They'll crowd, the, they'll crowd the heck out of you, leave their trash behind, or they get loud and obnoxious, you know, or they start jumping around too, acting like a bunch of kids. And, I, and I've noticed that, you know, sadly, more and more often, maybe it's just me. Like I said, I, I'm not on here to complain. It's just, you know, well, why be like that? Why not just have a little bit of respect for other people and pick up your trash? That's the last two weeks I've been out quite a bit fishing. I, I mean, I've picked up a lot of other people's trash because I am one of those, I, I'm one of those people that I'd rather, you know, I'd rather preserve nature, I guess. I'd rather clean up, you know, I'd, I'd rather take my trash with me instead of leaving it behind like, you know, like some idiot, you know, and that's, so I have a few times here lately picked up a little bit of trash where I'm fishing at. I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way and go clean up everything. I'd, I'd never go home. I'd be here at wherever I'm at fishing. I'd be there day and night you know i'd never get to leave but the area i'm at you know and, and surrounding you know if i'm walking the area I, I there's been a few times i've grabbed a you know a sack out of the car you know or the truck the walmart bag or something and thrown some trash in it because i mean just people leave i mean people can be really trashy and it's sad because i mean that's you know that that can affect a lot of things and you know, honestly, there's a lot of lakes that are changing where you're allowed to park at, you know, and I've talked to a few people that, you know, there are some places at a couple of other lakes that I used to be able to drive, you know, way back off the road, uh, especially, you know, in a truck and they don't allow that anymore. It's all fenced off and gated off. And I've talked to a few people, a lot of them said they, they did that because people would drive back there and just trash it out. And, uh, 
So, you know, a couple, you know, a couple of, you know, inconsiderate, you know, a couple of inconsiderate fools can ruin it for everybody, you know, and that's, uh, kind of sad, but I guess it is what it is. Unfortunately, uh, you know, I decided, you know, I'll get off that. I, you know, I don't want to wear that out, but I, I guess what I'm getting at, I'll just, I'll just say if you're fishing on the dock or something like that, I mean, dang it, just have a little bit of respect for the people around you. I mean, it's not, it's not your damn dock, you know, it's not my dock. So, I mean, have a little bit of respect, you know, share, share what you got, you know, dock wise. I don't mean share your bait unless you're just that kind of person, I guess, but you know, share the area. Don't, don't crowd people. Don't be jumping around and stuff like that. That's, I mean, come on now. Uh, but anyways, I'll get off that. There's no sense in making this podcast about that. I'm, you know, that's not what this is, uh, but it is something that I wanted to throw out there because maybe somebody out there listening to this is going to kind of, they can, they can get with that and you know, they get what I'm coming from, or maybe maybe it makes you mad that I'm saying that. And if that makes you mad that, you know, you, you may be one of those people that I'm talking about. I don't know. Maybe not. I do a lot of topwater fishing and I, I enjoy it. I decided, uh, to try out another fishing company, another, you know, another brand or whatever you want to call it. And so I, I don't have them yet. So I don't really have a report back to you, but I decided to go with a couple of different lures that I've, I've never used before. Uh, from Team No Fish. I don't know if you're familiar with them or you heard of them. I've, I've heard of them. Got got a couple of friends that use them and you know talked really highly of them. And I'm giving them a shot. See how it is. Uh, I stick to the same couple kinds and have for years now. But I'm always wanting to try something else, especially if it's talked you know talked well about. Uh, so I decided to go with the type of top water they offer. That's a a Sakita, uh, which I've you know, seeing them fall in the water and get chomped pretty quick. So I'm kind of curious how this will work out. It's got a moving wing action. Uh, looks like, or I, I don't know what it does. I haven't seen it yet. I've seen a picture of it. It'll be here this week. I, I'm, I'm sure. And, uh, I'll definitely, definitely be getting out and trying to that. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, but I did, I did get that ordered, uh, as, and as well as a, a jointed popper. I've used them before back in the day, but not you know, not one like this, not the same size as a team, no fish. So I've never used their stuff. This is new. Like I said, next, next episode, I'll talk a little bit about it. Uh, if I, if I've gotten a chance to use it, I use a lot of bait fish colors. I pretty, I don't need a whole bunch of weird, you know, I, I don't need all my lures and my box to look like a bag of Skittles. I don't need every color under the moon, under the sun, but I use a lot of bait fish, you know, different shad, perch you know pumpkin seed baby bass baby trout colored lures i do use stuff like that i'll use spoons occasionally a gold spoon or a silver spoon and i okay luck on them i guess i enjoy using them that's you know that's what i that's why i use them i just enjoy it it's different um so i mean i i gotta say that here lately, I mean, if you're thinking about getting out, everybody's going to have their own opinion, but I can tell you right now, if you're going to get out right now, I get other people say, oh, it's, you know, this time of the year does best for that. That time of the year does best for this. I've had really good luck the last few weeks with shad, you know, shad looking lures or, uh, 
panfish. I, I, those have, you know, decide, you know, those things seem to be working really well. And they normally do, I guess. I use stuff that year-round that other people are like, well, that's not the right time of year for that. Well, I mean, I just caught something on it, and you're, you know, you haven't yet. Don't don't gripe at me for changing it up. I, I just kind of do me. There's no rules in it, you know, that I know of. But I also decided to jump on the Whopper Plopper deal. Uh, I like using smaller lures at ponds, which a lot of people do, and I go to a lot of, you know, a lot of small small ponds or you know small areas to fish i don't need some giant you know log with hooks on it so i decided to go with a whopper plopper 60 it's the really small one and uh, i've never had a whopper plopper i've never used one i've seen them used numerous times and never really you know i just never really thought much of it and decided here you know last couple of days to jump on it and grab one and i've i've used it a couple of times this weekend just kind of goofing off more or less just playing around but I gotta say, I'm. That's a pretty neat action. I mean, it's like you know, if you're not familiar with that, it's you know a topwater lure that kind of spits like a buzzbait. And uh, I I am a buzzbait person. I, I love using buzzbaits. You know, early early summer, I use buzzbaits personally. Like I said, I know there's a lot of people that say you know, different times of year, different baits, whatever. I. I throw whatever I like and I've done it the same way for a long time and it's sometimes it pays off and sometimes you know sometimes I go home without any pictures or stories to tell and uh you know I'm just happy to be out there and, and do some fishing that, that's all I care about uh fishing real wise you know I've used I think I've gone into this before on uh on this podcast I'm gonna go ahead and do it again real quick so I mean if you're new here then you probably haven't heard it yet. If you've listened to other episodes, you might've heard me bring it up and I may not have, I don't, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at show notes, but you know, a few years ago, as a lot of people have had it happen to them, I had a really, a really nice fishing setup and, uh, you know, it was a really nice reel. It was high end, high dollar for me, high end, high dollar and, uh, had it on a good rod that I'd picked up. Now, like I said, this has been a little over 10 years ago, but anyways, it, it got stolen. I walked in and out within about three minutes at a gas station. And it, the only thing I can think of is that while I was inside, somebody grabbed it out of the bed of the truck, how they saw it, where I was parked at. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe it was somebody that saw me fishing with it a little earlier. I don't know. I have no idea. I know that I, I had it in the back of the truck. I set it down in the back of the truck, ran into the store, grabbed it, grabbed a, I don't remember what I grabbed. I'm assuming probably a, probably a drink and walked back out. But I know it was about two or three minutes. Uh, got back in the truck, went back to where I was fishing at and it was gone. It was at Fort Cobb, by the way. Um, so, I mean, if you're familiar with Fort Cobb, went right there to that little gas station right there at nowhere. And, uh, like I said, it just in and out in just a couple minutes and, you know, went back to where I was fishing at. Like I said, it was gone. So since then I have not bought another high dollar or higher end rod and reel. I refused to years ago before that I got into using Shakespeare Durango's It's just kind of, they're cheap. They're super cheap. They're, 
the rod's 10 bucks, the reel's 11 bucks. They've always been cheap. They've never really gone up much that I know of. If they have, then they were really cheap back then. Right now, they're 10 bucks a rod, less than 12 for a reel. They are spinning reels or what I call an open face. They're decent. I, it's $12 reel. So, you know, you get what you get, I guess, in some cases. But I can tell you right now, I had, up until I had one that burnt up, uh, down at Galveston last year, I had it for uh, 12 years, never had a problem out of it. And like I said, it got a little bit of salt water in it. Of course, it'll just eat them, eat them reels up, you know, real fast at saltwater wheel. So I use a lot of those. That's generally what I keep for a lot of reasons. I mean, the rod's cheap. It works really good. If you snap the tip off of it, you're not going to be, you know, jumping around and cussing, you know, you just run into Walmart and grab another $10 rod. I mean, it's cheaper than a cheaper than shit lunch at most places nowadays but you know honestly i love the heck out of them you know and i i have friends and have fished with people that you know just we randomly ended up in the same area fishing and start talking and you know i'm not a salesman for shakespeare or walmart or anything like that but you know they'll be talking about it and be like man i've got less than 25 bucks in this whole rig right here you know and i you know that's you know, like I said, some, some people may make fun of me for not having, you know, a $400 G Loomis or whatever they are and high end reel, but you know, I'm catching the same fish. I may not be able to cast as far or reel as fast, but I'm catching fish and that's, that's what I'm here for. Uh, but with that being said, I am kind of jumping off my, my regular deal and I've, I've decided I've narrowed it down to either a Shimano or a pen. Hell, maybe both. I don't know. Uh, they're just stepping up a little bit, try them out. Used a couple of pin reels down at Galveston last year, and those have been on my mind ever since. I really liked them. I liked the way they cast it. I liked the way they reeled. I said, it's just something I enjoyed. I get, you know, rods and reels is to each their own, but I'm, you know, I'm just, there again, kind of like the, kind of like the lures I ordered. I don't have really nothing to report back. I'm just saying, like, this is what I, this is what I plan on doing soon. So hopefully within the next couple of episodes, I'll have a little bit of report back to you. Maybe I'll jump on the ball and grab one of those reels. I don't, you know, I don't know. I've been looking at a Shimano SLX DC. It has the electric brake in it, I guess you could call it. Uh, it's a bait cast. I heard about it the other day, and I'm kind of curious. I want to try one out. I, I, I don't think I'd really, I don't know. I don't think that's something that I'd really buy. I don't, I don't know. It's just a little weird, but it's pretty neat. If you're not familiar with that or know anything about DC reels from Shimano, I guess what it is. And this is just what I've gathered. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But, you know, maybe you know more about it than I do. I'm, you know, I'm sure because I don't know nothing about them. I admit it. So basically, it's a bait cast. You don't really have to adjust the brake on it. does it for you. So when you cast, as the from how it was explained to me, when as the spool's slowing, it'll start slowing with it, if that makes any sense at all. Whenever you're casting... And that spool spinning, it's recharging the little battery that's in that little computer that's inside the reel. It's not any bigger than a regular bait casting reel, same size. Just a little bitty computer thing inside of it, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about them. Look them up. They're called Shimano. There's like a Corrado or something like that. Corrado, Corrado, I don't know. DC, and then there's the other one. That's what I'm talking about. It's just shy of 200 bucks. They're, you know, less, more, least expensive one. So I'm kind of kind of curious you know maybe maybe if i see somebody with one of those i may just have to 
see if they mind if I throw it out for a minute or not. Uh, but I guess we'll see. That's just something I heard about and kind of kind of got a little interested in. But, you know, I think that's pretty much it. I think I've rambled on enough that tonight's episode is just kind of, uh, you know, something that's just stuff that's, you know, I've thought about and kind of written down, taking a little bit of notes here and there. And some of it made it onto tonight's episode and some of it I just decided to kind of skip over until I have a little bit more on it. Uh, you know, if you, if you fish Canton Lake or you fish at that rodeo, let me rephrase that. If you fished that walleye rodeo last week and you're listening to this, um, I hope you had fun out there. It looked like a good time. If you happen to be one of the ones that caught one of those places that I mentioned, I didn't throw any names out there cause that would have just taken all night to read off all the details. Uh, but if you're one of the ones that placed and I mentioned your weight and fish, congratulations. That is, you know, that looks like a pretty good time. Some of the pictures I saw looked pretty neat. I know that winning a lifetime license would be pretty neat. I'd, I'd be down for that. I, I guess I need to just jump on it and buy one, one of these days, or maybe I should go turn and try to win one. I don't know. Lots of neat pictures. The guy that got first place, it looks like he won a pretty good package, uh, rod and reel, a little bit of money. And a, a free wall mount for that walleye. So, uh, you know, taxidermy up there is doing a wall mount for him, I guess, what I was reading. That's a lot of, that's that's neat. You know, like I said, I walleye is something I've wanted to try catching for years. I don't think a whole lot of it because I've really just never put in the time or really chased where they might be at. But I know that I really enjoyed it. Uh, fishing for them and catching you know what i did catch and i can't wait to get back and you know catch some more i've got a few more a few more fish on my list that i on my to catch list that i'd really like to make happen soon uh this year uh kind of eyeballing galveston again i want to go back down there and do some you know i don't need a boat to go down there and do it i just want to go do some more surf fishing i had a lot of fun doing surf and wade fishing that i that was a blast i loved it uh, definitely want to get back down there and do that and would really like to, you know, maybe fish some of the jetties where I'm able to get to without a boat, you know, or, you know, if, if I happen to run across a boat or use one, that's fine. I don't always plan on it. I don't personally have a boat to take down there right at the moment. It's, you know, it's salt water and it's a little bit of a drive to do that. And my, for me, maybe not for everybody, but I do have some ideas and I've got a handful of fish that I'm seeing them have a lot of luck with here lately down there. And I'd like to get my hands on it too. And maybe, you know, add that to my, I caught it list as I, as I call it, I guess, I guess I'm going to start calling it, huh? Well, anyways, thanks for joining me. Central Oklahoma fishing podcast. We're part of the central Oklahoma fishing group on Facebook. If you remember that, uh, thanks for being a part of it. If you are not a member of it, feel free to join. It's on Facebook. Uh, it's a group. Like I said, it's called the Central Oklahoma Fishing. We've got a lot of members that are that are new and coming on and seeing lots of lots of good pictures and good questions on there, and really excited to you know see it grow and and you know get to interact. I think there's some small tournaments and jackpots coming up that I'd like to try to get to. Uh, if, if opportunity arises and if I do maybe get to meet some of you guys that are that go to those and you know get a chance to just visit and talk meet for a few minutes uh you know I think that's it for tonight I think I've stayed in your ear long enough it's been uh 
you know, just kind of a, an all-around everywhere episode. I don't really run off of a script and pre-write everything. It's all just kind of pops up. I take notes and throw out topics. And doing it alone, it makes it a little bit more difficult. And then there's times that, you know, it's not. I've got a few people lined up uh, to get on here as soon as, like I said in the past, just waiting on the timing to work out. It's people work, people, you know, I, whenever we have the same schedule, it seems like we're in two different parts of the state whenever we get the chance to, you know, off at the same time. So, all right, that's it. Have a good night. Be safe. Have fun if you're out fishing, you know. Get a good hook set. Keep the, keep the hook sharp. Bring it on in. Thanks for being a part of it.